I don't know. Have you ever scored from a corner, Karen? Have you ever taken a corner? I've never. Absolutely not. I only give them away. Okay, let's talk about the Irish bias. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. To a routine win for Ireland. Wasn't quite routine, really. It was a bit of a roller coaster against England. And uh, Alan Quinlan is with us. Alan, good morning to you. Morning, Joe. How are you? When it got to 15 all, what did you think was going to happen? Um, that's a good question. It wasn't very comfortable for Ireland. I think they were disjointed and a bit ragged at that stage. Um, I was pretty confident that um, they would find a little bit of composure and calmness and, and get the next score. And they did that. Look, it was probably the emotion and, and intensity that England brought and um, was very impressive. And they made it very difficult for Ireland at, at, at that stage. It was it was certainly pretty nervy. That emotion and the celebrating of every penalty and every scrum, like I can see exactly why England were doing that and it seemed to have an impact. It certainly spoke to me of a team who believes in their coach, who wasn't like laying down, who wasn't, you know, not playing for him. So all the stuff about the disharmony in England, that all seems to be nonsense, is it? I wouldn't say there's disharmony. I think uh, they, they seem seemed like they... They stuck together and they reacted to to descending off and the pressure they were under. Um, it's strange when, um, and I mean this, I don't mean this disrespectfully, but when you read a lot of English journalists and English ex-players saying they were incredibly proud of the team and and that was a brilliant performance from England, it's a little bit strange, isn't it? Certainly from being Irish and having an Irish team and tricking and winning. Um, it's kind of strange where they are at the moment and the uncertainty that's that that's with there with their team at the moment. Um, but yeah, they looked like they they wanted a, you know, they put up a, a massive fight, which which would be very pleasing for anyone involved in the English setup because I think um, after the sending off and and if Caelan Doris's try is given, you think Ireland could really run away with this and it could be one way of traffic, but. Um, it happens. I've been on teams before where you've gone down to 14 or you've been reduced to man and it does spur you on and it makes you react. And I think they can certainly take a lot from that point of view. They still have issues from an attacking point of view and and, and where they're at. Um, I agree with Johnny Sexton. Ireland would have lost that game 12 months, two years ago. I think, you just going back to your first question, the composure they showed was was very impressive. And at no stage did they panic. I think if some of the passes kind of stuck earlier on in the game, it, it could have been a bigger scoreline. And there were there were issues for Ireland. We, I know you'll probably ask me about them in a second, but uh, I suppose from an English point of view, you're not clutching at straws. You have to take some positives and um, that desire and fight, you can accept that. And, and that's what English people are probably accepting that's today. Scrum. Like it was, I, I know the refereeing, and we can get into this now if you want, but what, what were you going to... 
Well, no, uh, when you were talking about the passes not sticking, like, is it, when you look at this and the, the sloppy Irish performance, which it was, which still results uh, in a game that they won by 17 points in Twickenham, is, is that not just a, a part of the, the, the stakes of having the extra man or the pressure of having an extra man? And they've come out on top in that game. The next time that happens, they're like, right, OK, we know what it's like to have the extra man. We know what it's like to have that expectation on us. And a few more of those passes stick. There's a, 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 a less nervousness around the performance the next time that happens. The experience of that certainly will stand them, uh, stand to them. Um, I, I think you saw from the Italian game on, you know, when we're playing against 13 men, you think, uh, I think mentally the Irish team thought they could, you know, run around the Italians and there'd be loads of gaps. And there's always going to be a reaction. It's the same in any sport. And um, you'd be very, very disappointed if you were the opposition coach when, uh, to, if that happens to a team that they throw in the towel. I think um, an Englander, you know, they have a lot of top class internationals there and, and British and Irish lines and, and they dug in there and, and showed a great fight. From an Irish point of view, of course they learn from that. They've got to find a way to, to, to control the tempo and, and and pick up the tempo of the game and be accurate and not force passes because if you're down numbers and you're defending and you, what, what you want the opposition to do is make a mistake somebody shoot out of line, make a big tackle, get a lift from that, a bit of energy. And they continuously did that. And Ireland kind of forced some of the passes a little bit, whereas it probably would have been more beneficial to hold on to the ball and keep building and building and building. Um, so it's something that, um, of course, I think they'll learn from. And it wasn't Ireland's best performance. Um, so um, Ireland can take so much from that game as well. And, and, you know, if we had this perfect performance that we won by 25 or 30 points and were dominant for, for the 80 minutes, um, we'd have other issues with that. Uh, we'd be blaming the sending off. So, of course, our England showed a massive amount of fight. But I think Ireland definitely need to learn from that situation. Where is the space? What kind of process and what kind of change attack do we, we need to have? Um, how can we, we be ultra-efficient to keep the ball because if you keep the ball for a long 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 period of time the space is going to open up somewhere it happens when there's 15 on 15 and I think Ireland just tried to got little half breaks offloaded out of the tackle weren't ruthless enough and efficient enough certainly when, when they got into good areas What happened in the scrum in your view? Um, in my view and I watched it back about five times and obviously I'm uh open to, to people having a different opinion. I'm sure they will have. I think uh, there was probably two out of six were penalties to England. Um, two or three of them could have been penalties to Ireland and there was certainly one of them that was just should have been reset. Um, I haven't got the pictures here to show you and show the viewers and show you the angles, but um, England were pushing after the ball, after the engagement uh, in every scrum. They were crabbing to the left and then running around the corner. Like, it's very, very hard to do anything about that on, on, from an Irish point of view. And they are a very powerful scrum. Genge is incredibly strong and and physical and powerful. And, and Sinclair is as well um, a good scrummager. But the question I'll ask is how... That's never happened to Ty Furlong before. There's nothing he could have done. Um, Genge is running around the corner... And then Tom Curry or the other flankers were sliding up the side and he was getting shoulders into the side of the ribs. So I thought Matthew Reynal, um 
it's hard when it happens. It hard, it's hard to change it. Um, the perception goes into the referee's head. Um, and, you know, England were, were, you know, they're a very, very powerful scrum. Ireland are missing Andrew Porter and Ronan, um, and Ronan Kelleher, which they were a big loss. Um, but it just kind of capitulated and went to that stage where Matthew and Al just kept awarding England all the time. And, and they weren't all penalties. I think two of them were penalties. And there's no way Ireland scrum um, will capitulate like that six times in six penalties. And I don't agree with them. And I watched them back countless times. And I would urge any of the commenters, commentators who are going to join in and, and say I'm wrong, w- watch them again and watch the angles, watch the overhead camera and look at the angles that, that at times Genge and other occasions, Sinclair, where their hips are and what angle they're going in at. Um, but I think, um, again, you're talking about a learning curve. Ireland will learn from that. And, you know, particularly Dan Sheehan as a hooker, um, there's a lot of pressure on him. He's big, he's tall, um, and they've got to find a way to maybe stay a bit tighter and, and, and change that picture a little bit when a team are kind of running, moving around the corner. They didn't just run around the corner. They moved around the corner and then drove at a different angle, which is, it, it's, it's hard to do anything about if, the, if it's not refereed correctly. So... Um, and I spoke to a lot of people on this yesterday. And as I said, I watched every scrum numerous, numerous times. And I think if Matt Ryanel looks back at those scrums and in his review, um, he get different feedback on those scrums. Um, <laughs> you could see in the aftermath that the Ireland coaching ticket were very clearly saying, we have a Razzie style video ready to go. We won't be leaking it, but we're going through the right channels, but we will be highlighting all of the issues. I mean, Tyke Furlong did say it in the middle of the game. <clears throat> When this is happening, is there anything else that you can do to? I think being a bit cynical yourself and getting your your your, your wing forwards to maybe slide off the prop and, and actually drive up into that English wheel um, may help a little bit. I probably have done it before when I've been in you know play, played matches. Um, again, it's something that maybe they need to be ready to do because other teams will try and do it now. And then it's the perception of what the referee will think the next time. But I would ask the question, I would ask people to look at this. How many of those six penalties were England actually going legitimately straight? How, how many? Every scrum twisted to a point and then the, the drive came on at a different angle. There was no scrum where, um, maybe one of them, where they got a shunt on and I think Dave Kilcoyne lost his feet, um, which can happen to any prop, but... Look, it's uh, Matthew Proudfoot, their scrum coach, I think, had a tactic. And sometimes everyone kind of has tactics and scrums as well about moving their feet a little bit, getting a little early hit, whatever the case may be. Um, and their tactics work for them. And then it's, it just went to the point where Matthew Renal had this perception in his mind that England had this dominant scrum. And there's, look, they probably would have had Ireland under pressure anyway, even if the scrum stayed square. But... There's no way Ireland's scrum is that bad, even without Porter and Keller. So when you kind of consider that in the context of everything, like is that is that not this massive kind of ray of hope for, for Ireland over the next little while? Because what the criticism has been in the past is that Ireland go to Twickenham or some other place in the Six Nations, have a big win on the scoreline and not much is learned. The, 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 the feet aren't on the ground anymore. Ireland get carried away. It feels 
certainly this morning, as if it's the exact opposite of that, that Ireland have got the win and are doing anything but, but getting carried away. In fact, England are, are, are the ones who are, who are probably reflecting on this in a more positive light. They're right to reflect on Ireland because you have to find some positives in fairness. But from an Irish point of view, I think, um, you know, you go back to the Grand Slam winning match. Um, it was a fantastic performance and a great win. Um over in, in, in Twickenham. Um, struggled a, a number of times on three occasions there, got got well dominated and beaten. And we go there this time and come away with with, 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 with a bonus point win. Um, people say the game was ruined with the sending off. It wasn't ruined. Um, it probably hampered England and and changed the game. Would we got the same sort of excitement? Um Maybe we're better off playing against 15 players and, and, and winning those games. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. But look, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, Ireland's best performance. And, I, I, you know, probably the thing that stands out to me when I looked at the stats and went back on it is 17 turnovers. And that tells you a story that, you know, Ireland were a little bit sloppy at times. And sometimes that comes down to brilliant pressure. And England put them under a lot of pressure, which is totally understandable. Um, so I think Ireland can take a fair bit from that and nobody, nobody's going to get too carried away and say we're going to win a World Cup here because um, I think it's just it's a very important important victory and I said it before the game mentally for these players um, the result is there now and people can debate why and how and what happens um, but I think from an Irish point of view it was a big step forward for this group and uh, a really important one when we're talking about not winning this game in the past, is it like in under the current coaching ticket or is, are they actually, when they talk about it, do they mean that in the previous coaching ticket when if we'd gone a man up, we would have kept box kicking and not held onto the ball and not tired them out and therefore not won the game? I, I wasn't quite sure I understood exactly. I, I think I, I think a bit of both, sure. I think probably in, re, in, in more in recent times, maybe up to that turn that we saw last year, I think... Um, it comes down to confidence. When you're a player out in the field and there's pressure on, it's how you deal with that pressure in your head and how you find a little bit of calmness and a few leaders to speak up and 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 react and and keep it keep 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 your composure. I think the reaction in France in Paris would suggest that they're pretty mentally strong and in a good place because that was a game that could have really got away from them as well and, and the reaction was superb. Um when they chased that game and, and got it back to one point against France, um, I think the the, the same. I, I was impressed with the mental calmness um, when England got back to fifteen all on Saturday. Um, just about um, you know keeping keeping calm, no panic, and try and get up there. And then you know Jack Conan try was um, you know obviously vital, and 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 I just think the reaction for the last ten minutes was was very, very important and telling. And you could probably sense that it was going to happen. You asked me a question to start, how did I feel when I was 15 all? I thought it was, I didn't feel great about that, to be honest. And I think a lot of English people would have been very enthused. But there was there was a kind of part of me thought, yeah, just, just take control of the game. Even if you get a couple of penalties here and just move, move away and win the game by three or six points, um, England never really looked like winning the game. And I know it was, they were hampered by the 14 points, but they never had any sustainable pressure on our line. They never looked like 
um, you know, scoring tries from out, out from distance. Um, they had, I think, six clean line breaks. Ireland had up and up near twenty. Um, very, very impressive with 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 finding the space and the accuracy. Uh, but again, just that last pass, and and they could have been more ruthless. And that's one thing they've got to learn from this is taking your opportunities. Um, they've got to be better at that, much better at that, because when you go to a World Cup in, in 18 months' time, there might be one chance, if you get into that situation with New Zealand or France, France, there might be one chance in the game and you've got to make sure that you take it. So there's no guarantee we will, and, and we keep talking about the World Cup. It's still going to be incredibly difficult for Ireland to go past, even get to a quarterfinal or go past it. Um, and it's all part of that learning curve. So I think they're in a good place mentally. Do we have concerns about uh, front row depth, more depth in the second row, um, the halfback situation, a little bit more depth there, and, and the players behind Johnny Sexton getting up another level? Of course, but you know we're in a good, decent position at the moment, I think, and hopefully, you know, we're in a, we're in a stronger position when we go to that World Cup situation. What changes are you looking to make this week? Um. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't reflected on the changes to the game yet. But look, I think Ian Henderson will come into the game. Um, he was a little bit rusty, probably over enthusiastic. Um, gave away two penalties, which um, probably he'd be disappointed at looking back. Um, I blame Neil Tracy on this show, by the way, for one of those the the latch and the um, the latch and the line out to help your the extra ballast in the mall it was something that he had shown and highlighted on his pick six uh, it wasn't pick six obviously it was side five side five um, about two years ago it's been an Ireland tactic where you do kind of just illegally nudge in the wrong side and the referees have obviously caught on to it and gone sorry lads that's the second time we've done that to the Six Nations stop doing it yeah everyone is checking that up and um I think the one where Atoje comes in and in, in the line out and holds holds the holds the, the ball up and forces them all as well as something that would be disappointing. Where where the blocking was there, but look, he's an incredible player, Maro Atoje, really really devastating. And if you look at what he did when when Gary Ringrose picked up the ball at the ruck, um, when Caelan Doris's try was disallowed, that he saved a try there basically. Um, there was a time where you couldn't put your hand through and, and grab the ball or, or or play the scrum house hands you can now when he picks up the ball there was a bit of debate about that and what he did was was um, was legitimate um, he's a brilliant player but Ian Henderson I think um, you know he's a great player for Ireland has been um, but those two penalties would be disappointing for him he, he'll obviously come in um, do you start Kilcoyne over Keen Healy because it's Scotland I don't know possibly um, and Jack Corner will certainly be uh, knocking on Andy Farrell's door this week. Um, not literally, but uh, he'll be in his mind about the performance and the impact he made when he came off the bench. But other than that, I think, um, well, Robbie Henshaw, how, he was outstanding, wasn't he? You know, I think he, that, that's a true, true kind of warrior performance coming on there. Um, showed his experience, showed his toughness. Um, made some great carries there even when a couple of balls went loose in the ground and got over the game line and, and was really really important but it's a good position because you know Bundyaki and Robbie Henshaw it's hard to separate them they're, they're both brilliant players 
you'd love to have that kind of um, that same competition in in other areas. Um, the back three were outstanding, weren't they? So I don't see any changes there. So I see minimal changes. Maybe Robbie Hench and Jack Conan uh, may come to mind. I'm just looking at the, the score when we played them in 2020 in Twickenham. It was 24-12. I don't know if everybody remembers this game, but Ireland scored a try like deep, deep, deep into um, uh, injury time at the end of the second half to make it vaguely respectable. So we absolutely got annihilated by an England team and it's not a yeah. million miles from there's a few players like so Herring started but Healy started Devin Toner started CJ Stander started Connor Murray started Stockdale and Larmer but apart from that everybody else like is it's just half the team jury name. <laughs> yeah but in fairness it is but uh, like Ronan Keller was on the bench um, yeah, Caelan Doris yeah, was on the course. bench you know and it wasn't like they were not, like they're not close to the squad or whatever you know obviously Toner's but, but gone but what do we expect going to Twickenham any year no matter how good we are it's always going to be tough it's always going to be tough going to Paris where you know we're, we're, England and France should always be the top two teams they have more players bigger leagues bigger, bigger pools of players to pick from um, so you know we shouldn't be finding reasons uh, to be negative around the team here. I think given, you know, you look at the the mistakes that were made and maybe things they need to be better at and, and Ireland have to be incredibly efficient no matter when they're playing the top teams in the world because we're never really going to overpower a team and uh, be be uh, be bigger than them or more physical than them. But there's a lot to be really pleased at. Um, the way Ireland stuck to the, the plan of still trying to find space, moving the ball, the accuracy needs to get a little bit better on some of those passes and you know when the opposition analyse Ireland they're going to try and break them down and not let them get into multi-phase so there's a lot to be pleased about but certainly um, it's it's it was a fantastic win in the end uh, nervy in the middle and maybe if you're being critical Ireland should have been more ruthless and, right. and, and had it made it more comfortable for themselves Alright Alan good stuff thanks a million we'll talk to you later in the week cheers Cheers, lads. Thanks. It's Alan Quinn in there. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.